Are you guys playing? Or no? no Do no, you wanna no. play? <laughs> Are you ready to play? Are you crazy? Excuse me? Go away! I'm not doing get it, out no. my face. Scream, get my Glock! Let's do this. I love Doctor Strange. I would dump anybody for Doctor Strange. Of course you would. Um, and I see him, I'm like, bye. Wait, who's that? that he's, he's, don't, don't worry about it. Don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know him. We, I don't know him. <laughs> we both don't know him, right? We're well, in this together, right? Exactly. And like, put him in another dimension. Word. If you're worried. I don't care about him. He's a threat, actually. He's a, a threat. Save me. Put him on the other side of planet Earth. Dormammu. He's for Dormammu. Mm -hmm. I got you. See, I... I Sorry, I'm, too su I'm supportive. I got the villain for you. Exactly. You like you got me, I got you. That's, that's how this works. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. <laughs> Gladly. Okay. Look, I'll hang your damn cape up. Let's go. Oh, I love the cape. Of course, so you cute. Do. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm obsessed with Doctor Strange, my favorite. I, I like wizards. I like magic guys. For me, I like uh, for DC. I love uh, Raj Al Ghul. Mm -hmm. Love him. He's an anti-hero. And once he switched over, once Damien was born, he kind of like switched. He didn't want to be a full-on villain anymore. But I love him. I loved him. Love yeah. him very much. Plus, he saved Jason Todd, who was my favorite Robin. Of course. I love Jason Todd. He's the new Red Hood. I'm about to say he came back. He came back as an anti-hero. Uh, yeah. I, I love him. I, I, I just love my, my angsty-ass Robin. Yeah, I think there's still some angst left. There's a lot so. of angst there. So. Yeah, a lot of resentment to Batman. And it's like, you know, it's just watching it. It's like watching the past a little. Mm. Yeah. I, I just like um the the um the alternative theory for Joker because um I was thinking about this the other night that Joker doesn't have a definitive backstory. They're just all different theories. Mm -hmm. Which uh, my best friend was telling me is brilliant because, you know, people try to relate to the villain like, yeah, my parents died, blah, 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 mm -hmm. and like this and that. No, this guy... Nobody knows what happened to him. To, right. He can't become the Joker. But one of the theories that I like, because it relates to Jason Todd, is that Joker used to be the original Red Hood. Right. And then an accident happened, and then he fell into the bat of acid. of acid because Batman couldn't save him. Right. And so he became the Joker, and Red Hood was dead. Right. So And then Jason Todd took the image of the Red Hood, and he became the second Red Hood. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like, I like that one, and um, I liked... Under the Red Hood. That's my favorite actually animated DC movie. Nice. With Batman. So I like that theory. There's another theory that um, Joker's wife and kid got murdered. Yeah. And there's another one where like he just went into like a psychotic break. And there's like a whole bunch of theories as to like what made Joker Joker. But that one's my favorite where he used to be the Red Hood. Yeah, that one is lit. But I, I do like the fact that we can't pin it down. No. Well, I mean, there is, of course, an original one. But now there's so many... I don't even think there's an original one, really. Well, there had to be a first one. I feel like Joker just kind of spawned, and it just fits so perfectly well. I'll have to double-check, though, because, like, it's been a long time since I kind of went into the deep hole of, like, DC lore. Um, it's been a very long time. True. But um, that, that one's my favorite. Not that I can say for sure. That one's my favorite. Yeah, we got to study up. <laughs> yeah, we got to study up. <laughs> but what else did you... Damn, are they good out there? We are screeching your damn tires. Your poor tires. Either... They're crazy, or somebody just tried to brake check them, or somebody's an idiot. I say, ruin my damn Segway. <laughs> now, what did you study up? <laughs> Studied up. Um, Santeria. I've heard of such things. Santeria is definitely a big, like, 
Hispanic, Spanish culture, like Afro, also Cuban. Mm -hmm. But I actually learned more on this one. It's like one of those things where you thought it was one thing, but actually, like Baphomet, kind of. Yes, it's also kind of like voodoo. Like you, you don't have to be afraid of it. Yeah, it exactly. Can, it can be used for good or bad. Yes. And many people who are voodoo practitioners are not evil. They're not devil worshippers. Yeah. So is, is that same yeah. with a stigma of evil was on it? But then when you learn it, it's like. Y'all were dragging it. Yeah, that and also it's like the root always happens to be col colonization. <laughs> just wait, girl. Just wait. Wait, I, I'm, I, gonna, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Go okay. ahead. Go. <laughs> woo. Anyway, so uh, Santeria, also known as Regla de Ocha or Regla Lusumi or Lesumi, is an African diasporic religion developed in Cuba during the 19th century. It arose through a process of syncretism. Which is kind of the combination of religion. Okay. Um, between the traditional Yoruba religion of West Africa, the Roman Catholic form of Christianity, and Spiritism. Yep, this is all sounding right. Yep, yep, yep. And initiation. Uh, oh, an initiatory tradition. I met. Listen, when you said initiation, I started. I started thinking it's the remix to ignition. <laughs> Girl, so many things pops in the head. I need please. help. Girl, girl, you both have therapy on the same day. I know, tomorrow's the day. Yo, listen, I hate it. I love it, though. I know. We text each other like, yo, how was your therapy? Great, how was yours? Shitty! Yeah! So we both had the same type of day. Yeah, practically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's an initi initiatory tradition. Its adherents are known as creyentes. So the people that go follow are called creyentes, which is believers in Spanish. Okay. Yeah. There is no central authority and control of Santeria, which is actually organized through autonomous groups. So there's no, like, big hancho. Okay, like, so there's no pope. No. Okay. Yeah, there's no big leader. Okay. It's also, so it's basically like Christianity, where we we don't have a big leader in Christianity. We just, your each church has a pastor. I guess, because I know Catholicism, it's like the pope. But yeah. I thought, like, Christianity was also part of, like, the pope under umbrella. It was at one point, but, you know, we don't. You know, we don't really, like, like the Pope is a Pope. Like, he's cool, but, like, eh. I guess. I guess, kind of, like, I've, I've never seen Christianity in that way, like, where I have to, you know, look at the Pope with, you know, omnipotence or something. I guess. Yeah. You know. Our Pope was kind of cool. He's dope. I was, yeah, he is. I was, I'll say that. I do like him. Yeah. He, he's probably the best one that I could remember. I know yeah. the last one had to step down because he had sex. Eh, well, eh, well, never too late. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, gotta be curious. <laughs> so, Santeria is polytheistic and revolves around the deities called Oricas. Yes. Yes. Sorry. What? I didn't know the old Pope had sex. <laughs> I just, I thought. He stepped down because of it. I didn't know. I thought it was, you know, I thought, oh, this new Pope, regular transition, the old one probably died. I had no idea. He like, stepped down. I didn't know. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea of this. He I was ass. <laughs> no, he gave ass. Oh, yeah, he did give ass. So he was, like, he probably was ass because he was being a hypocrite, but. Well, yeah. He gave it up, so. I mean, to be fair, I'm glad he did because we got a better one. Yeah. And he's, I, he's very, um, he definitely realizes the faults in our religion, and I'm glad he at least realizes it. Yeah. And, and the old one's probably just off, you know, dicking somebody down right now. He hated Trump. So that was dope. Bet. And, uh, Wouldn't even hold his hand. <laughs> he was like, don't touch me. 
I loved it. You just... had a little SWAT too. Yeah, I was like iconic. All right, we'd be sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, so yeah, uh, Oricas. Those are the deities that are called in Santeria. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, deriving their names and attributes from traditional Yoruba divinities, they are equated with Roman Catholic saints. Mm-hmm. Each human is believed to have a personal link to a particular Orica who influences their personality. Correct. Yes. So, various myths are told about the Oricas who are regarded as subservient to a transcendent creator deity, Olodumare. Olodumare, which I love this part, you're gonna love this too. Olodumare is believed to be the ultimate source of Aki, a supernatural force permeating the universe which can manipulate through ritual actions. Um, practitioners venerate, which is kind of like they, um, they decorate. Mm-hmm. They decorate the, the altars, the orikas at altar, like so that they worship them at altars, um, either in the home or in the casa, which is known as a temple, which is run by a santero, which is a priest, or santera priestess. Right, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, memberships of the casa require initiation. Offerings to the orikas include fruits, liquor, flowers, and sacrifice animals. Sounds about right. Yeah, unfortunately about the sacrifice animals. Yeah, it sounds about right as in... It's a fact. Yeah. I got a lot to go. <laughs> uh, a central ritual is the toque de santo, the touch of saint, in which a practitioner drums, sing, and dance to encourage an orica to possess one of their members and thus communicate with them. Yup. Yup. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We talked about this in voodoo, too. Several forms of divinations are used, including Ifa, which is a Yoruba religion and system of divina- uh, divination, to decipher messages from the orica. Offerings are also given to spirits of the dead, with some practitioners identifying as spirit mediums. Healing rituals and preparations of herbal remedies, amulets, and charms also play prominent roles. I wonder what would happen if someone was pretending to be a medium. Well, Harry Houdini would love that. I'm sure he would. Because, you know, there's always that one person, they want to be special. They want to be seen as special. They want to be the most blessed person. So they might, you know, the there's always that one person or a few people that want to stand out in church as the most sanctified ones. So you're talking about Aleister Crowley. Yeah. Like, they want to be, like, that kid. They want to be the cool kid. Yeah. But, um, well, they say identify. So doesn't fully state that they might be. I know. But there's some fakers. Unfortunately. Santeria teaches the existence of an overarching divinity known as Oldumare, which I mentioned before. He also goes, they also go, I don't know the genders for this one because they're a being. Yeah. So Oldumare, Ologol, or Olorun. Practitioners believe that his divinity created the universe but takes little interest in human affairs, which like the same. I mean, cool. Yeah. Like, I own the universe, but like, y'all... You know what? Just try to be good to each other, but do what y'all do. Good luck. Make good choices. Yeah, I wish you the best. Bye. Ah, I wish you the best. <laughs> like, <laughs> I send my regards. <laughs> or as our iconic D&D moment, it's been real. Yeah. <laughs> like, peace out. Facts. Um, but this makes him inaccessible to humanity because he does not give a shit about us. I mean, that would make sense because like, if you call on him, he's like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. And he turns away. He's the one that will let the ringtone ring. Mm-hmm. Not even no, not even worse. 
He'll just decline it. So it goes straight to voicemail. And what's worse is that you could tell when it declined it and it goes to voicemail. And then but he's like, yo, why are you calling me? Swipe. Facts. <laughs> Uh, the, the three facets of the divinity are understood slightly different. Aldumare represents the divine essence of that all that exists. Olorun is regarded as the creator of all being, while um, Ologul, yeah, Ologul de- dwells in all creation. In taking a trip, in taking the triplicate form, it displays a similarity to the Holy Trinity. Mm, okay, okay. I feel like a lot of like religious. And anything kind of has like a three, a trinity. True, indeed. Yeah, like Wiccan also has a trinity. Pagan, pagan has a trinity. You said wicked, Wiccan, Wiccan. Okay, sorry, I heard you say. But I meant pagan. Pagan has a trinity. Oh yeah, that has a trinity. Christianity, Catholicism, that what you just said. Santeria, yeah. Santeria. I know. I think Voodoo does too. I think so too. But again, because no one wants. A lot of people don't want to admit it. There is a link. Yeah, there's somewhere in history because colonization between all of these religions. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I I didn't add this part due to like how um kind of sad it is, but this the Santeria kind of started or at least sparked during the Atlantic slave trade. Uh huh. Well, that's during the 16th and 19th century. Well, yeah, because I already, I already saw that coming. Yeah. Because when you said it was mixed with Yoruba and Cuban heritage and Catholicism, that all makes sense because African slaves are brought over. They brought their religion, and then they were learning from the native Cubans. But then they were all forced to follow Catholicism. So they, in secret, would mix their um all three together to make their own religion. Yeah. So that I'm not surprised about because that's the same. Voodoo was a mixture as well. Yeah. So it, it kind of originated from the Atlantic slave trade. Yeah, you ain't... Girl, <laughs> speak your truth. It just sucks, though, because, like, you know, it's kind of like, God damn it. Of course, speak the, we already went over that colonization part in this, so you can just speak your truth. Yeah. We've kind of discussed the majority of them. They're all, like... There's only been, like, two where it's kind of like, okay, I'm kind of glad they kind of intervened a little bit. Yeah. Because shit was kind of going down, and one of them is the foot binding. Yeah. I, I, I hate it- that that exists, colonizing and people coming in telling them to stop. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad they told him to stop. <laughs> yeah, when it was something kind of inhumane, I get it. Yeah, those poor girls. Yeah. Not a day goes by where I don't think about it. <sighs> okay. Okay, anyway. Anyway. So, since Santeria is polytheistic, it features 16 prominent deities, some female and some male. That's great. I, I have memory problems, but <laughs> that's too many. I'll actually list some of them, actually. Okay, good. Okay. Um, there are other oricas. Um, ba, 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 orca or santos, which is different names for oricas. Each orica is understood to rule over a particular aspect of the universe and that have been described as a personification of different facets of the natural world. Yes, it makes as per usual. As per. Uh, they each also have their own caminos, which is roads, or manifestations, which is a concept related to the Hindu idea of avatars. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, practitioners believe that some oricas were created before humanity, but that others were originally human who became oricas through some remarkable quality. All right, let's go over some of these qualities. Oh, they didn't list the qualities. I mean, they could have, because I want like, <laughs> they didn't list like what would a person need to have to uh, become a god or even a demigod? I mean, like, I guess the purest of heart, extreme bravery, like. Uh, like a, a pure love shit like that the classics yeah okay the Dis- on the on brand the disney shit the disney shit <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. where am i 
No, no, you was scatting for a second. I always scat when I'm trying to look for my fucking place. Oh, uh, God. Okay. Uh... Somebody just start playing big band music till she gets uh... it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So some practitioners believe that all the different orikas are actually different facets of the original Old Dumar. So by regarding them, they are practically worshipping the big boss, who is impossible to get to. Yeah, because he just sent out all his little guys like, you know what, y'all gonna handle these. Yeah, y'all got it, y'all got it. <laughs> uh, the Orikas are not regarded as wholly benevolent, being capable of both harming and helping humans, and displaying a mix of emotions, virtues, and vices. So they're kind of neutral. Okay. They vibing. They're like, you know what, y'all why, but we kind of like y'all. Ah! They don't, they, they're extremely here for just the vibes. Stories and myths of Orikas are called Patakis. Petitioners also believe that each orica is associated with specific songs, rhythms, colors, numbers, animals, and food. All right, that would make sense for this, uh, like the offerings and sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would make it easier to find out who should have what. Yeah, it's like a category. It's like uh, they're categorized. I see. So it's like Jeopardy. Got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, sure, we'll go with that because I don't want to fight against it. <laughs> I'm too lazy. Among the oricas are the four warrior deities or guerreros. Always got to have somebody who wakes up and chooses violence. Always. There's four of them, though. <laughs> okay. I mean, four corners of the earth. Why not? Good point. Good point. First one, Elugia. Second one, Agun. The fourth one. No, third one. Jesus Christ. Wow. Ochosi. And the fourth one, Osun. I like how you just skipped the third one. Okay. No respect. Uh, The first one is actually my favorite, and you're going to know why. Okay. Elegua is viewed as the guardian of the crossroads and thresholds. He is the messenger between humanity and the Orikas, and most ceremonies start by requesting his permission to continue. Mm. So, he is depicted as being black on one side and red on the other, and practitioners will frequently place a cemented head decorated with kauri um, shells that represent Elegua behind their front door, guarding the thresholds to the streets. Okay. Does the red represent life and the black side represent death or? That I'm not quite sure. I okay. guess it's because like he's a crossroads. So I guess he's divided by half. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. They didn't describe why. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming it's that. Ogun um, is the orica of weapons and war and also of iron and blacksmiths. All right. Yeah. Ochosi is associated with woods and hunting. Oh, gotta have that. I'm yeah. hungry. <laughs> like Artemis in Greek. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. The last is Osun, the protector who warns petitioners if they are in danger. That guy's sick of me. He's like, danger! Danger! I'm about to say, so danger! He's like the, uh, the dude who said the British are coming. He's like that dude. Oh, a Paul Revere? Yeah! But every five seconds. Oh, so he just he just here to raise up people's anxiety. Yeah! That's funny. No, I feel like it's the opposite. We're raising his anxiety because we just do dumb shit that could get us in danger. And he's constantly warning us. Like, don't do this. You're going to get in danger. We do it anyway. Don't do that. We're like cats to him. Oh, yeah. We just get ourselves in trouble. Yeah. We like we get stuck between the cushion and the wall. And he got to like let us know to get out. And we do, and we get mad for him helping us, too. Ah, uh, no, we scratch. Aw. Damn. We're sorry. We're, yeah, my bad. I did my bad. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular orikas is Chango or Shango. They go by that. Um, which is associated with lightning and fire. All right. Yeah. Uh, Yama- Yamaha or Yamaja. I don't know if it's a ha with a J or they actually say the J. 
is another popular one and is associated with maternity, fertility, and the sea. Always gotta have that. Yeah. Ochun is the orica of rivers and romantic love. Oya is the warrior associated with wind, lightning, and death, and is also viewed as the guardian of the cemetery. Obatala is the orica of truth and justice and is deemed responsible for helping to mold humanity, which actually makes him aware of everyone's destiny. I'm about to say, when they mean all this shit is his fault. Ah! That'd be funny. When I say you helped mold it, you should have molded it differently. So that was some of them. There is more, but we were going to be here for a while if I did all that. Okay, you know what? We're just going to say we, we did it. We did the popular ones. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. Santa Diaz focuses is on cultivating a reciprocal relationship with the Oricas. Because remember, you're getting possessed by them. Right, right, right. So uh-huh. you kind of have to build up a rapport. Yeah. Uh, so build a relationship with the Oricas, which adherents believing that these deities can intercede in human affairs and help people if they're appeased. Okay, so basically give them, you know, nice stuff and sacrifices and no help. Yes. All right, that's pretty classic. This is all very classic. Yeah, it's standard. That works for me too. Practitioners argue that each person is born to particular Oricas, whether or not they devote themselves to that deity. This is a connection that adherents believe has been set before birth. I see. Okay. Yes. Uh, da, 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 da. What the fuck? I didn't know. It went into it. thought I was trying to type. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to scroll down. And I was like, you want to type? Type? No, I just want to scroll down. I've been there mm-hmm. and deleted a whole paragraph. Oh, my God. I hope I didn't. <laughs> Practitioners refer to this orica as one which rules the head, quote unquote, or quote unquote, owner of the head. For example, just to make things clear, if the orica is male, then it's described as a father. Mm-hmm. If it is female, it is, you know, a described mother. as a mother. Yes. The orica is deemed to influence the individual's personality and can be recognized through examining the person's personality traits or through divination. Sounds like Zodiac. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I kind of respect this I'm one. I'm saying, I would take this more seriously. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I was it's a religion. Say, yeah. The Zodiac shit is like, okay, that's a fun little social game, but some of y'all take that too seriously. Facts. Uh, to gain the protection of your respective orica, practitioners are encouraged to make offerings to them, sponsor ceremonies in their honor, and live in accordance with their wishes as determined through divination. Mm-hmm. Believers believe that the orica can communicate with humans through divination, prayers, dreams, music, and dance. Imagine doing a little dancey dance and your god has just spoke to you. I was like, what the fuck? Of course. <laughs> but I'm, I'm here for it. True. Many practitioners also describe how they read messages from the Orica in everyday interaction and events. If I'm about to describe me right now. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> I be doing this sometimes. Y'all get ready. Because I'm superstitious as fuck. Y'all get ready. Okay. So, for example, a practitioner who meets a child at a traffic intersection may interpret this message from Elegua, who is often depicted as a child and who is perceived as the guardian of the crossroad, remember? Mm-hmm. So if you see a child in an intersection, you might just think that might be a legua or a message from a legua. Okay. That's me. Sometimes I'll be like, yo, wait. Two plus two equals four. Exactly. Why are you ass out here alone? Mm-hmm. You must have a blessing for me. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> like, um, I do this thing where, like, you know, sometimes you just see, like, a random feather. Mm-hmm. It's probably just because of a bird. I'm always like, like, is this a sign? I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Let me think about that. Yeah, exactly. If I see a random fe- feather and it floats down near me, I'm like, uh, okay. 
I don't know what that means. That just means that whatever I was about to do should probably probably was not a good idea. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. So yeah, that's kind of how some people kind of uh, read messages yeah. from the. Unless it was a pigeon feather, man. That means no, no, would, that's gross. That means that they were just fighting over a plate of food somebody left on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean shit. That exactly. just means somebody lost. That just means they was hungry. At that point, practitioners may turn to divination to determine the precise meaning of the encounter. So even though they see the child in a crossroad, they're probably going to double check and be like, are you sure? Of course. Are you, are you sure, though? Especially if they got a bad one. Are you sure? Like, you sure? Ah! I'm going to die in 10 years. Are you, are you sure it's not 25? You sure I ain't got a little more time than that? You, you sh- Double check, please. Stop, stop, just, I trust you. Like, I, I make an offer. Yeah. I buy some time. <laughs> so stupid I swear I, I'm doing the thing again where we kind of put ourselves in the situation and we're just like being so stupid I mean yeah I mean cause Christians do the same thing we pray for more time Jesus Christ uh, the information obtained from the messages may then help practitioners make decisions about their life Jesus God I think that was just poorly placed in our part <laughs> I mean, can we deny it? No, you just said it. <laughs> again. Um, it reminds me of that DW meme where it's like, this sign won't stop me. I can't read. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, what did you say? Nah, I'm a double check. Yeah. So, uh, Santeria has standards for behavior expected of practitioners, unfortunately. Uh, I hate you in a patient making. Say, this is religion. <laughs> Everybody has to behave in some way. But do we? Yeah, <laughs> the, but do we? Okay, no, no, we. Okay, we should. <laughs> we should. We just don't. That doesn't mean we, you know, don't have to. <laughs> so we, we, we cherry pick and bend rules over here. Yo, I hate you. <laughs> um. Okay, so encouraging behaviors influenced by the mythological stories about their oricas. Okay. So the respective oricas, depending on the story, is how you're supposed to behave. Uh-huh. I hope I get the war one because at least I have an excuse to go buck wild about some stupid shit. I'm about to say like, oh, you mean I get to tear shit up? Yo. And you gonna bless me for it? Bet. Yo. When we started. <laughs> <laughs> I clock it right now. Exactly. Like, yo, yo, we got piles. I could just destroy the rest of the street for you. Oh, my God. You already got it started. <laughs> uh, the religion presents strict rules regarding how to interact with other people and the supernatural. For instance, placing emphasis on respect for elders and superiors. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The overall theme being if you do good, the orica will aid them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Practitioners generally take socially uh, conservative stances, like having high regards for, for traditional family structure, marriage, fidelity, and child rearing. Uh-huh. You know, that whole song and dance. Uh-huh, okay. Even more in the United States, often more than not, they adopt more progressive stances on issues surrounding gender and sexuality than their counterparts in Cuba. Mm-hmm. So okay. here in the U.S., people that practice Santeria have a little bit more of an open mind. Okay. Than in Cuba. That's something I can believe. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start going down, it's kind of like, good luck. Yeah. 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 Sorry, everybody. I know it's tough out there. Just just hit, hit a come up. Just come up here. It's not the best, but... It's not the best. It's better. <laughs> it's not the best, period. Yeah. Matter of fact, leave it at what she said. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, the religion is non-dualistic and does not view the universe as being divided between good and evil. More like being complementary and relative. So it's more of a here and now ethos. Mm -hmm. Distinct from that of Christianity. So uh, social scientists suggest that many Cubans choose Santeria over Roman Catholicism or Spiritism because it emphasizes techniques for dealing with pragmatic problems in life. Uh, since Santeria is a practice-oriented religion, ritual correctness is considered more important than the belief. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to practice something, it has to be better. If you don't believe it or not, that's up to you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it is an elaborate system of rituals, which, with its rites, termed ceremonies. Oh, when the rites are known as ceremonias. I don't know mm -hmm. why my, I think my autocorrect kind of just, like, fucked me up somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, they're, they're called ceremonias. I love autocorrect. It said, there's too many big words in here. Let me just fuck one up for you. <laughs> Um, most of the activities revolve around the orecas, although it also displays a focus of solving the problem of, of everyday life. Okay. So, I kind of like that. I, I have problems to fix. Yeah, I like that, and I like how this is, you can just so much, very, like, a lot of it you can just compare yeah. to Catholicism and Christianity anyway, even though it's separate, and I'll go over that later. Yeah. So, practitioners usually use the term work in reference to ritual activity. Santeros and Santeras emphasize teaching in a non-verbal manner, encouraging their initiates to learn through taking practice in the ritual activities. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's good for some people. I feel like that's better. I'm always, I've always been that person that like learns by doing. Doing and visuals. Yeah. yeah. Especially I me mean, visuals. Yeah. Cause visuals it, help a lot. I mean, muscle memory is like my thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, since at least the 20th century, some initiates have kept notebooks in which they have written down materials relevant to the practice of Santeria. Mm -hmm. uh, Santeria is an initiatory religion, one which is organized around a structured hierarchy. An ethos of secrecy pervades many of its practices, which initiates often refusing to discuss certain topics with non-initiates. I mean, of course. I mean, it's kind of fair. Honestly, I get it. I mean, yeah, this is a religion where, you know, you're... Your judge is being evil. Like, oh my God, you practice that. So I don't expect them to be so open with every little thing. Yeah, and plus they have bigger fish to fry. Of they course. have to focus about their deity, not about your opinion. Exactly. We like and we look at you like, who are you? Like, go 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 away then. To be fair, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, for ritual purposes, the Lukumi language is often used. Sometimes for, for secrecy, since they can't talk about it with other non-initiatives, they course. use Lukumi as a language for it. Hey, extra security. I'm with it. Ah, uh, facts. So, uh, Lukumi sometimes referred to as la lengua de los oricas, so the language of the oracles. Mm -hmm. I understood that. I'm proud of myself. Oh, good job. I'm proud of you. It is regarded as a divine language through the practitioners um, can contact deities. So, mm -hmm. that's the one that they use. When they want to talk to their deity. Even though some practitioners are uncomfortable using it, some initiatives know between a few dozen to hundreds of Lukimi words or phrases. Lukimi derives from the Yoruba language, although has become increasingly, increasingly fragmented and unintelligible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since the 19th century. As Yoruba transitioned into Lukumi, the Yoruba pronunciations of many words were forgotten and in the early 21st century, some practitioners have studied the Yoruba language to better understand the original meaning of Lukumi words. That's to be expected. After studying linguistics for like two years straight, language di languages die off. They change consistently. 
And especially if it's like a pigeon language or a slang or something like that, it changes rapidly. So that is, I'm not surprised that they're losing it and then they're trying to gain back the original meanings. That's also like with um, um, original like Mayan yes. language in Mexico and like Central America. Yeah, mm-hmm. like literally only a small percentage of natives know the original language. Yeah, same thing with Native American tribes here. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. Yeah. So to end this off pretty well, practitioners of Santeria are primarily found in Cuba's Havana and Matanza provinces, although communities exist across the island and abroad, especially among the Cuban diasporas of Mexico and the United States. The religion remains the most common among working-class Afro-Cuban communities, although is also practiced by individuals of other class and ethnic backgrounds. The number of initiatives... Oh, the number of initiates in estimates to be in high hundreds of thousands. These initiates serve as diviners and healers for much larger range of clients, making the precise numbers of those involved in Santeria difficult to determine. Many of those involved also identify as practitioners of another religion. Mm-hmm. And that is Santeria. Well, at least the, the kind of like the tip of the iceberg or at least the medium, medium of the iceberg. Yeah, and you just said that they participate in Santeria, but they claim another religion. Yeah. To kind of, what, shield and hide themselves, I guess. I, I guess, or, like, they just kind of choose to. Okay. Some some of them are just pure choice because, like, again, Santeria is more of, like, the here and now. Mm. So they don't focus long... Not focus long-term. I don't want to say that. They don't worry about long-term. They take it step by step. Exactly. So they probably just do it because either... They want to learn something that might benefit them. Remember, it branches out to different religions. Mm-hmm. So maybe something Catholicism can help them with Sataria. Or like um, you saw, you heard Hindu in there and you heard like an African religion that they probably they probably do that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It makes sense because it's already mixed up. But then, you know, you still need to reach out and grab other information. Yeah. To like, you know, promote your own blessing, so to speak. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that there's so many similarities between that and how we are taught to practice. Like, you know, there's a different type of way to worship. There's the prayer. There's singing. There's dancing. And, you know, there's, um, and then there's other teachings, you know, child rearing, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child crap and respect your elders, which, again, we cherry pick because if you're not respectable, you ain't getting respected. Let's be honest. You getting you getting you getting dirty looks and side eyes. Listen, I already I already been there, still doing that. Keep it, keep it doing it. Yeah, but um, I mean, not also, just so at the end of everything and people are still kind of confused. Don't confuse Santeria to Curindia. Curindia is healing, and um, it's not what you think of like the witch doctor and all of this stuff. It's not that. It's it, not, it does have healing some properties, it's not in like it, the but it's not that. Yeah. Okay. So Santeria is totally different, and especially in my culture, Santeria is seen more of like double worshiping. Uh huh. Cause like they hear Santanas and they hear yeah. Santa. Ah, uh, Satan. Yeah. So yeah. So for your culture, it, that Santeria is the devil worship, and also. Like, black people, we, they, we look at it kind of like that, too. But for us, the main one is voodoo Yeah. to be afraid of. Yeah. But really, now that we're learning about this, we're yeah, like, yo, yeah, yeah. y'all need to chill. Just yeah, relax. Yeah, listen, like, I, I always make this this reference to, like, Baphomet. Ever since yeah. I did that research, I'm like, 
this man chill yeah just relax you're not doing it it's not involving you stay out of it like baphomet was created in the 18th century did not become a demonic image until the 20th century and if anything you like oh my god that's scary well then don't involve yourself don't worry about what other people doing just stay out of it it's not your business i have a cushion and still have my bite that's okay but i could definitely see there is a there is a difference between their big God and our big God. Ours is a little more hands-on. Yeah, very involved. Until he decides. Completely. Like, even if, like, he decides, okay, you know what? You messing up so much, I gotta let you make your own mistakes. He's still watching you. This other dude is like, who are you? Facts. Who this? New phone. Who this? Facts. Like I respect it though. I get it. I get no, it. No, I understand it completely. I completely get I'm it. like, I, after looking at us, I'd be like, yo, I gotta deal with this? I don't think so. I be on vacation all the time. I get it. Like, you need look, take a break. We ain't getting no better no time soon. <laughs> <laughs> come come back in like another thousand years. Maybe we made a step. Maybe. Maybe. I hope so. But yeah, that is something. Yeah. Hope is all we have. <laughs> no, we have no proof. We have a little bit of proof. Um very I little. Sh- I think I mentioned this also in the podcast. I had a professor that was like, We're actually getting nicer. Because um, people who look for relationships and partnerships, the first thing they think about or the first thing they want in a partner is them to be nice. Yeah. So we've we've become nicer because before, we're, we're not creating torture devices anymore. I mean... Yeah, I know. I mean, yes, we are, but some people are using it for kinks. So, I mean, that's different. True. It's not... It's, you know, some people still use them as torture devices, but some people are using them for pleasure. Yeah, which I it can be dangerous, but as long as you're doing it right, yeah, and you know, leave it to the professionals, people. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? You're right. You're right. Kindness is key to kink. I and good night again. I'm about to say I don't think that was her point. I'm my bad. And good night again. Good night, darklings. God. And you can send an email to we don't play podcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can also find us on Instagram at we don't play podcast. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at We Don't Play Pod. Yes, and you can listen to us on Castbox, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And Google Play Music. Yes, we are there too. Like and subscribe. Review and comment. We also have a Patreon. www.patreon.com slash We Don't Play. 